A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment, and this is the Gun Guy. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, bang, bang. With Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Gun Guy Show here on 93 WIBC. And uh, I got to tell you, to use a, a Jason Hammer phrase, I am fired up. In fact, when I walked in the studio today to get ready to do radio, I looked at producer Carl and I said, uh, I said, Carl, keep your finger close to the dump button today because, um, and I, I listen, I have never, I've never thrown a profanity out on, on radio. I've had my show now for nine years. In fact, this month, I think, was my nine-year anniversary. And nobody's ever had to hit that button. If you don't know, what's a dump button? Dump button is uh, what either a host or a producer can hit because we're on just a little bit of a delay. Not very long. It's only a few seconds. But if somebody says something they shouldn't say, whether it's me or a, a caller or anybody else who can hit that button, and that prevents that then for some number of seconds, from going out over the air. And I've never even considered, you know, the fact that I might need to be worried about that doing radio because, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm in court all the time, right? You can only use appropriate language in court. And so I've got a pretty good ability to think about what's about to come out of my mouth and not say something that I shouldn't. But I, I, that goes out the window a little bit when I'm mad, I don't get mad very often. You know, I don't really have much of a, t- a temper. I get sarcastic pretty quickly. I get annoyed all the time. But uh, just to be angry is, is somewhat rare for me. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm angry. And I'm angry over the so-called public safety plan announced by Republican candidate for Indianapolis Mayor Jefferson Shreve. On Thursday. And if you were listening to Hammer and Nigel, I came in, we did kind of a Thursday edition of Monday Gun Day. I came in and offered my thoughts on Hammer and Nigel. And uh, Tony Kennett was co-hosting for Nigel that day, uh, along with Jason, and they had me in. And we all said similar things about this proposal. And if you haven't heard about this, let me recap. Jefferson Shreve is the Republican candidate for Indianapolis mayor. And this is a guy who is apparently a gazillionaire. I have no idea what his net worth is. Carl, we should figure that out. Producer Carl's going to look that up during a break. But this guy's got a whole bunch of money. And he's a Republican. And he's running for mayor. And a lot of us have been serious, seriously displeased with Joe Hogsett's leadership, or lack thereof, in Marion County, and in particular with his his total failure on crime, and in particular his his absolute refusal to support IMPD doing their jobs, you know, the the rank and file of IMPD. I've talked to so many of those guys over a lot of years. The whole tenure of the Hoxton administration, a lot of people just say, you know, we, we don't feel like we're empowered to do our jobs. We feel like we go out 
and 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 do the tough part of being a, a cop in, in Indianapolis and enforce the laws that Joe Hawks is going to throw us under the bus at any opportunity to make himself look good with his constituency, with his his voters. He'll pander to his voters at the expense of IMPD, and he's done it before. We've had police officers from IMPD get involved in police action shootings who were completely cleared by the review board. And Joe Hoxton will come out with a statement of, well, we need to do more to address systemic racism in Indianapolis. After what IMPD officers did was completely cleared, condoned, established to have been legal and according to protocols. So anyway, there's complete failure on crime. And you would think as a Republican candidate going up against Joe Hogsett for mayor of Indianapolis, you would focus on your opponent's weak point. Wouldn't you consider doing that? I mean, it's no different going into an election. It's no different. You're, you're on the street. Somebody's challenging you. You're sizing them up. You're looking at a person, thinking about whether you should go into this fight or not. What are you doing? You're, how big is this person? How strong is this person? How young? How mobile is this person? Where, 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 where are their strengths? Where are their weaknesses? What's exactly the discussion in an election? Joe Hogg's biggest weakness is on crime. Because every year he's been in office, except for the last year, which, by the way, was the year we passed constitutional carry, they either set records or were very close to setting records for homicides in Indianapolis. A lot of people are tired of A lot of people are tired of the, the homelessness, which, yes, leads to crime. Not all homeless people are violent. Of course, I'm not saying that. But you don't think people out pandering on the streets that then turn I've personally experienced it. So that's where his weakness is. As a complete diversionary tactic, as a complete sleight of hand, where you're trying to get somebody's attention over here, what's going on in the left hand, so they don't see what's going on in the right. Well, what's going on in reality is Joe Hogsett being weak on crime. So he's come out with his gun control proposals going, oh, no, it's not me being weak on crime. It's not Democrats in charge of Indianapolis making the wrong political decisions and the wrong policy decisions. No, no, no. It's about law-abiding citizens carrying guns under constitutional carry. What? It's about the age you can buy a gun in, 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 uh, under state and federal law in Indiana. It's about, oh, the evil assault weapons, even though the vast, vast, vast majority of shootings in Marion County and everywhere in this country occur with handguns. No, we're, we're, the, the, the problems are with the laws in Indiana. And so the diversionary tactic, the sleight of hand launched by the Hogsett administration to cover up his weak record on crime was his gun control proposals. So what is his opponent, Jefferson Shreve, with an opportunity to go after him to say, no, no, you're missing the point. This is, this is com a complete sleight-of-hand movement. You're trying to hide your weakness, your hide your deficiency, your failure. No, no, this is about enforcing the laws that exist against violent criminals and keeping violent criminals in jail. That's what you should be focused on, Joe Hogsett. Is that what Jefferson Shreve announced? On Thursday, with his public safety plan, as the Republican candidate for mayor in Indianapolis, 
No. He's, he simply barfed up, well, let me use a better word, regurgitated the exact same proposals with the one exception of banning all concealed carry in Marion County. But with respect to the repeal of constitutional carry, changing the age to buy a firearm, banning so-called assault weapons, Jefferson Shreve jumped on the same bandwagon with Joe Hogsett. And here's what he did in doing that. Make no mistake about this. Here's what he did. He not only pissed off a huge amount of his base. And look, we're going to talk about poll numbers and and what, what his advisors and his strategists have decided is the smart thing for them to do based on their poll numbers and how they're the smartest people in the room. We'll talk about all those things. What he decided to do is to give Joe Hogsett a complete free pass on his biggest vulnerability, which is crime. He decided to endorse, specifically, Joe Hogsett's excuses for his failure on crime by saying, yes, Joe Hogsett's right. It's the gun laws. Poor Joe Hogsett isn't at fault for being a failure on crime in Marion County. It's the gun laws. And so we agree, the Jefferson Shreve campaign agrees with Joe Hogsett on this point. Of course, they didn't make that explicit statement, but they endorsed the same policies that Joe Hogsett's already thrown out there. And they think that's a way of winning this election. Well, here's a, and we're going to talk, by the way, after the bottom of the hour, coming up at, at 535, we're going to talk to Abdul Hakim Shabazz, host here, attorney good friend of mine, and candidate in the primary for mayor. We'll talk about the equation of where you lose votes, where you pick up votes. The brain trust, the geniuses, including a guy apparently named Mark Lubber, who I'd never heard of, but I've sure heard about him today because he had some things to say about me in a published article. What these brilliant people have come up with is you can piss off a huge amount of your base as a Republican in Marion County and still by being adverse to the Second Amendment, by picking a fight, deliberately picking a fight with the NRA, picking a fight with me, with the, sec- with the 2A Project, my gun rights organization, that you're going to say, ah, see, we're not aligned with those gun people, so you need to come vote for us. Is that smart? Does that make any sense? That's what we'll get into when we come back. By the way, we're going to take your calls throughout the show. Give us a call, 317-239-9393, 317-239-9393. And by the way, I invited Jefferson Shreve to come on the show. I got no response whatsoever. And by the way, Mark Lubbers, you're his chief strategist. You like talking in the media. You had things to say about me. Give us a call. Let's talk about this on the air. Go for it. Man up. Let's see what you got. In the meantime, we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. We're glad you're with us. And so we're talking about mayoral candidate Jefferson Shreve's announcement of his public safety plan on Thursday. And by the way, don't don't take it from me 
You want to hear what his what his commercial had to say about this? What his commercial had to say about this? Um, here's what his own people had to say. For seven years, Joe Hogsett has failed to keep Indianapolis safe. Violent crime has gotten worse. Election year smears are all Joe has left. You've probably seen them. Here's the truth. Jefferson Shreve supports a ban on assault weapons and the repeal of permitless carry. It's part of his plan to make Indy safe, get the police back at full strength, and invest more in mental health. Because public safety will be Shreve's number one priority from day one. Read the plan at shreveformayor.com. So, you heard, heard it from his own campaign. He supports a so-called assault weapon ban and the repeal of constitutional care. So here's what he's telling you. He's telling you that if the city of Indianapolis has the ability to fine, because that's all the city of Indianapolis can do. city of Indianapolis can't pass a law that puts people in jail under the Indiana Constitution. All they can do is pass an ordinance, and if you violate an ordinance, they, they can fine you. So he's saying that his plan is the city of Indianapolis is going to seek permission from the legislature because right now the Preemption Act, and I've talked about this often here on the show, the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act says local governments can't regulate firearms. So he goes, well, we should be able to regulate firearms if we want, so we're going to go to the legislature and ask for an exemption for Mary County to be able to regulate firearms as it needs to. Okay. Well, then all it can do is pass ordinances. So what Jefferson Shreve and his brain trust among his advisors is telling him is it's a winning strategy to convince people that violent criminals aren't going to commit the same number of crimes in Marion County because they can get fined by the city of Indianapolis for buying or purchasing or, excuse me, or possessing a so-called assault weapon. And by the way, he apparently has the theory this is constitutional, not having read any of the recent Supreme Court decisions on this issue, by the way, which says those firearms in common use for lawful purposes in the United States are protected by the Second Amendment and can't be banned. And in this case, I'm sure, can't be fined by the city of Indianapolis. AR-15, for instance, is the most commonly used rifle in America. Are you going to ban them in Marion County? And what, these idiots that advise you have told you that's constitutional? No. And that anybody who can lawfully carry a firearm under constitutional carry, because only law-abiding citizens can carry under constitutional carry. Doesn't apply to criminals. You got a felony on your record, you can't carry under constitutional carry. You're underage, you can't carry under constitutional care. You're a domestic abuser. You can't carry under constitutional care. And any number of the other prohibited possessors aren't there. But no, it's a law-abiding citizen carrying a gun under constitutional carry. Because, by the way, if you're not a law-abiding citizen and you're carrying a gun, you can today, under state law, we don't need your little fine, Jefferson, from the city of Indianapolis. Under state law, you can go to prison under constitutional carry or otherwise. You're a felon carrying a gun, you go to prison. But oh no, Jefferson Shreve is telling potential voters out there that we're going to keep people safe by finding people who are law-abiding citizens 
who are carrying under constitutional carry. And that's what he thinks is a winning strategy. It boggles my mind. And listen, I came out Thursday after I saw this announcement, and I was on social media, and I said, that's it, you're DOA. Campaign's over. You just shot yourself in the foot, no pun intended. Because as I'm going to talk about with Abdul Hakim Shabazz here after the bottom of the hour, you got a chance of winning an election in Marion County. you got to keep your base. you got to keep the people that vote Republican. Somewhere around 40% of voters in Marion County. But then you got to figure out where you're going to get your additional voters. And these idiots at the Shreve campaign think they can piss off, and whatever the number is, pick a number. The percentage of their base, they can piss those people off where they're just not going to vote or they're going to vote for somebody else. And they can somehow, with this anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment proposal, pick up so many additional voters they can not only make up for the people they lose, but they can add that many additional voters. And here's the problem with that strategy. If you're in favor of gun control, if you're in favor of Joe Hogs' gun control proposals specifically, let's think about this a minute. These are Joe Hogs' gun control proposals. Jefferson Shreve just plagiarized them. He just barfed them up. If you're in favor of Joe Hogs' gun control proposals, mm, aren't you already in favor of Joe Hogs' If you're in favor of a candidate's proposals, if the other candidate simply comes out and copies them, are you going to go, oh, wow, I like them because they came out of his mouth more than the guy I was already inclined to vote for? Does that make any, any damn sense to you? Of course it doesn't. So here's what you've done, Jefferson. And yeah, Mark Luber's your brilliant advisor. Take this to heart. You've pissed off a huge segment of your base, and you're underestimating what that segment is. So they're not going to vote for you anymore. They may not vote at all. They may go in and, and offer a, a, a write-in candidate like Abdul Hakim Shabazz. I went out and said, you know what? I'm, I'm announcing my write-in candidacy in Marion County, which is a complete farce because I don't live in Marion County. I'm, co- I'm completely ineligible to be mayor in, in, in Marion County. I, don't, I have no desire to hold any elected office whatsoever. I like what I do. But you want to say screw you to Jefferson Shreve and Joe Hogsett, go write Guy Relford in as a write-in candidate. I'd love for Guy Relford and Abdul Hakeem Shabazz to be numbers three and four in whatever order you'd like in this election. Because you know what that is? That's a big middle finger to Jefferson Shreve. And there's going to be a significant number of people who do just that. And this idiot thinks he can still win the election. We come back, we're going to talk to Abdul Hakim Shabazz. And after that, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what, what Jefferson Shriver's principal strategist, I put that in quotes, so I'm doubting this guy can spell strategy, what he had to say about me in a published article. Interesting stuff. Stay tuned. We'll get to the phone lines here eventually. That We got some ranting to go on, and we do have our interview with Abdul coming up after the bottom of the hour. But we'll get to you guys on the phone uh, as soon as we possibly can. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC.
Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in central Indiana for The Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7. And welcome back to The Gun Guy Show. I'll tell you what, I am thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled to have this conversation. Given the topic that we're talking about tonight, I'm going to talk with not only my friend and fellow attorney, but... Uh, a, a, a person who was actually a candidate this year for mayor of Indianapolis, as you well know, and uh, if uh, if it were up to me, would be the Republican candidate running for mayor against Joe Hogsett. That's uh, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, and and good friend of mine. But there's some important questions that that I have and and want to get into. But first of all, Abdul, uh, man, thanks so much. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, you've got other things going on this evening, and you've taken time out to call in and have this discussion. So thanks so much for doing that, my friend. Oh, no, no worries, old friend. Always glad to help out and uh, offer thoughts, suggestions, uh, whatever it is I do for a living and get a paycheck for. I'm not sure what that is yet, but once you figure it out, just let me know. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Well, hey, hey listen, uh, before you entered the race this year to run in the primary uh, for mayor of Indianapolis, you know, you and I had some really good discussions and and you approached it, I thought, very, very smartly, very wisely in the sense that you said, OK, in order to to have a, a shot at winning this election, there are certain percentages you can count on in terms of re, of a Republican candidate uh, getting votes in Marion County. And based on the, the votes that Hogsett has gotten and other Republican candidates, you then looked at it and you did the math and you said, okay, where do those additional votes that prior candidates weren't able to garner in previous elections, uh, specifically in elections involving Joe Hogsett, and you had a plan to be able to, to come up with those votes to, 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 to push a Republican candidate over the top to win the election. Is that, is that a fair assessment of how you went into this election? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Uh, looking at the the numbers uh, in Marion County, the, the last several mayor elections, uh, both Greg Ballard and Joe Hogsett, I've always kind of there's always been sort of a, a straight ticket vote, sort of a sixty forty split, sixty percent uh, straight ticket Democrat, forty percent thirty five percent straight ticket Republican. So for a Republican to win in Marion County, you can't win with just Republican votes alone. That's that's not going to happen. It's impossible. So you need those independent voters and those moderate, what I call. Democrats, because technically there's no real Republican or Democratic way to run a city. crime, either know how to pick up trash, either know how to do workforce development or, or you don't. I mean, there's some there's some philosophical things you do sort of around the edges, but running the city is basically blocking and tackling. So when we announced our platform, we, we announced our platform on three things, public safety, public works, public trust, but the criminals behind bars, fix the roads and leave people alone. And in a nutshell, those were our three sort of platforms and anything that didn't have and anything that didn't have anything to do with one of those three things, unless it's like two degrees of Kevin Bacon, politically speaking, we weren't talking about it. Well, see, that makes all sense in the world to me. But by definition, that plan is dependent, is it not, on keeping that 40 percent, which is your base going in? Yes, it is keeping your base at the 35, 40 percent, uh, because if you're in a general election and trying to get your base, you're going to have some issues. And then because you want to make sure you got your base sewn up by the end of the primary and then go to those moderate, independent uh, sort of general election type voters. OK, well, here we, here's where we are with the Jefferson Shreve campaign, because 
and I'm sure you're having some of these same conversations uh, as well, but but I've now been contacted by a whole bunch of so-called Republican insiders that are telling me that they're uh, in communication with the Shreve campaign and uh, and their strategists, including this uh, gentleman named Lubbers, uh, who uh, had some unkind things to say about me uh, in a recent article, by the way. But at any rate, um, and they've decided that they can they can somehow push themselves over the top as a Republican candidate by attacking the Second Amendment, by attacking people like me who are Second Amendment uh, proponents, by um, by becoming hostile to the NRA, by proposing exactly the same gun control, well, with one exception, pretty much the exact same gun control proposals that Joe Hogsett is, and they think they can push themselves over the top with this, and they're actually, apparently... And I've gotten this now from several different sources. They're intentionally provoking a fight with, with, with gun rights advocates, me included, NRA included, Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association included, because they think once th- that the public and the voters in Marion County see them as being hostile um, uh, to gun rights and that there's a hostile relationship between gun rights proponents and them, that'll give them so many votes uh, that they'll suddenly now have that chance of winning. And and they seem to be missing the point, which is whatever percentage of your base is going to make a decision uh, to either not vote at all or to now vote against you because you've now abandoned the Second Amendment, that, they, that, 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 that are you considering the loss of your base in that equation when you think you're going to pick up so many voters? And by the way, and, and again, you know this better than me, people who are supporting gun control in Marion County, and it may be a majority of them based on voting patterns in the past, but those are people that have already voted for Joe Hoxett in multiple elections. So you're not picking up any of those people. There's, there's no reason they're going to look at Jefferson Shreve and go, oh, we like your gun control better than Joe Hoxett's gun control. It's all the same gun control. So pissing off your base, whatever percentage, 10%, 20%, say, say however small it is of your base, are you going to pick up not only enough to equalize that, but that many more to win an election? As a guy who studied this and, and being a candidate, does that make any damn sense to you? Here's my thought, old friend. I was always taught that politics in the 30 years I've been covering or being in politics, politics was always about addition, not subtraction. Yes. And once you switch from a from a primary voter to a general election voter, it's always uh, it's that movie when the guy uh, is walking between the World Trade Centers with the with the tightrope and the and the balancing beam. It, it's always a fine line when you switch from primary candidate to general election candidate. So that part I get. And I'm sure uh, with Shreve's folks, there was a lot of discussion about okay. Now that we're the nominee, how do we win those moderate, uh, independent, thoughtful Democratic voters? Now, the thing is, but then once again, how do you do that by keeping your base happy at the same time? Which is, That's always been sort of a balancing act. And I don't think at the end of the day, it, 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 it there's a net positive uh, to basically duplicating what the mayor wanted to do. Um, because obviously, if you're a big gun control advocate, you're already going to vote for Joe Hogsett. You're exactly. not. You're not probably that. You're probably not not that upset. So, the, so the question is, you know, does this strategy actually get you more more votes? Um, that I that that I'm not sure. Let, let, let me put it this way: had, had I I'd have done things differently. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. 
No, no doubt in my mind. I mean, and, and again, it's, it's certainly not a scientific poll by any stretch of the imagination. But, for instance, have you seen the comments on his Twitter feed? So these are people that, that, that follow Jefferson Shreve and his candidacy. When he announces his uh, so-called uh, public safety plan on Thursday, the last time I looked, there were 252 comments, and, and I'm sure there are more now. But last time I looked, and I scrolled down through them, and Abdul, I got bored after a while because it was a lot of duplication. But scrolling through 252 comments, I couldn't find a single positive one. And these are people that follow Jefferson Shreve. There, there were, I guarantee you, out of 252, it was it had to be 250 that were completely well, negative, saying, "I, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm through with the you know Republican Party in Marion County." I mean, it was it was as 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 negative as it could possibly be. Are, are, are people like, uh, again, this Lubbers guy who apparently is his strategy, are they looking at all this going, oh, no, you, you, none of you people are as smart as we are. We have this figured out. We're getting all these votes from somewhere. I don't get it. They're, what, gun control proponents that aren't already voting for Hogsett? Uh, who the hell are those people? But, but is there any viability to that theory when, as a Republican coming out and doing this, you seem to be getting your butt kicked all over social media? Well, see, here's the thing. As a as an urban Republican, I always said you got to do things a little differently than if you're in a suburban area or if you're in a rural area. Because obviously, uh, Indianapolis, uh, we have a we have a problem. We have a problem with gun related violence. You know, too many guns in the hands of people who shouldn't have them. We're not talking law abiding gun rights or gun sure. advocates or or talking about too many people who shouldn't have weapons uh, getting weapons in their hands. Which is why I thought uh, it'd probably been a little better. Maybe put the focus on okay. Here's how we keep you know. The bad guy, the guns out of the hands of bad guys. Uh, one thing that I gave, I wrote a column recently uh, that was on my website. It'll be in the Indianapolis Star about the about the mayor's gun proposal. The one part I thought actually made sense was the part about hiring more attorneys to work with the Justice Department to go after sure. illegal go after illegally possessed guns. That makes absolute perfect sense, and to me, that's where the focus should have been because now you got to spend time explaining well. You know, I'm for the Second Amendment because Jefferson is a member of the NRA, uh, responsible gun owner. Uh, now she's a member of a, of a club uh, where he had to be in a uh, shooting club. He had to be a member of the NRA. So, so, but but once again, the the issue is how do you how do you do that balancing act? And I think the balancing, if you're a Republican in an urban environment, should have been more on enforcement and going after the bad guys with weapons, not uh, you know raising the age to you know the per get not. Uh, Waving permitless carry, uh, raising the age to, to buy a weapon or, or assault side weapons. Because um, now, granted, Jefferson is going to, uh, I know he's going to uh, have a conversation with uh, Todd Houston and Rod Bray and those guys. But right now, I think it's highly unlikely that any Republican lawmaker is going to sponsor legislation uh, to give Indianapolis a waiver or a permit. Oh, I, sure. I, I, now, granted, that could change, but then again, I could also be eight feet taller and only weigh 150 pounds, but that's probably not, I could be an NBA star, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to be playing in the NBA all-star game next year in Indianapolis, but in you know, granted politics, anything can happen. Anything is possible. Uh, but I would have, I would have, fo- had I been advising Jefferson, I'd probably focus things a little bit differently, basically saying, Hey, look, um, obviously we, we have a, we have a gun related violence problem, too many guns in the hands of people who shouldn't have them. How do we go under, how do we go up to the underground gun economy? How do we go on social media? You know, with people doing, you know, things they shouldn't be doing to me, that's where the, the enforcement should have been. And if your issue is also, uh, you know, 
gun-related violence, I'd offer, I'd also, since again, I'm not the mayoral candidate, so people take this advice for what it's worth, I'd offer up some city funds for, say, a training course. So if you are going to buy a weapon and have permitless carry, that's fine. But we want to make sure that you know how to use it. Here are some tools that you can use. If you're a certain income or less, you can apply for the city grant. And we'll pay for your, you know, gun safety, gun training. So when you fire that weapon, you know, guys, guys, as well as anybody else, you can't unfire a bullet. Yeah. No, and that's totally fair. Well, last question, because we're going a little bit long here, Abdul, but this is such an important conversation because you're the guy who's been right in the middle of this and you studied this in terms of, again, where the vote's going to come from to win this election for mayor in Indianapolis. Last question, and a little bit of a long question, but um, but 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 my thought is this, and that is that Joe Hogsett's biggest weakness is on crime. And his biggest weakness, the, 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 the biggest opportunity any opponent for Joe Hogsett has is to go after him on crime in Indianapolis. Joe Hogsett's gun control proposals saying, oh, look, we need to repeal constitutional carry. We need to raise the, the purchase price to buy firearms. We're going to do away with all concealed carry in Indianapolis. We're going to ban so-called assault weapons, even though they're the most commonly used rifles in America. We're going to do all- That was Joe Hogg's subterfuge. It was his diversionary tactic. It was a sleight of hand. He's saying, hey, folks, don't look over here. Don't look at the fact that we don't support IMPD to go out and do their job. Don't look at uh, what the Marion County prosecutor does, another Indiana Democrat. Um, what the Indianapolis prosecutor does in in, in, in enforcing uh, laws against violent criminals. Don't look at any of that. Look at guns and these and and the people that are out there um, advocating for gun rights like constitutional carry. Don't don't look at our record. Look at these other things. And that was and that was his diversionary tactic by Jefferson Shreve coming out with this announcement. What he's saying is not only that he agrees with Joe Hogs. That that's the way to curb crime in Indianapolis, but he's given Joe Hogsett, by definition, because this is Joe Hogsett's diversionary tactic, that he's given Joe Hogsett a f- complete free pass on what he's most vulnerable on, which is his his history on crime. And 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 then you combine those two things, and I think that's a colossal political mistake. And and I know that was a long question, but how do you feel about that? <laughs> Um, let me put it this way, old friend. I would not have given the mayor's people the ammunition. Exactly. <laughs> if, since, since, we're, since we're having, since we're having sort of a gun, a gun-related conversation, because once again, uh, when the street folks unveiled their proposal, which a lot of it makes sense, you no know, public safety director, you no know, mental health, a lot of that makes perfect sense. Yep. But, but the but the silver bullet uh, in Joe Hogshead's anti-crime proposal has always sort of been his sort of anti sort of his gun control proposal. The thing is, you don't. You don't win a war by by giving the enemy more ammunition, and I think that that someone in, in the street uh, campaign made a made a made a made a political error by proposing uh, by duplicating what the mayor wants to do. Now, granted, it's what it's still only July, and the election is until November, so there's a long way to go, and, and lots of things could happen. Uh, but but right now. Um, it doesn't help. Let's put it that way. No, I'm, I'm with you, brother. And listen, thank you so much for calling. I know you're a busy guy, but your perspective on this is so important, Abdul. And, I, and it really uh, means a lot to me that you took time uh, to call in and and uh, and 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 to have uh, this discussion. So, hey, you have a great evening, and thanks so much for calling in. Hey, now I got to go take my blood pressure medication so I can stay above ground. So, <laughs> thank you, brother. Hey, listen, thanks you so much care. to Abdul Hakim Shabazz, good friend of mine, a great host right here. We're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on ninety-three WIBC.
And welcome back. We pretty much uh, went through two segments there with Abdul, my good friend. So we don't have a lot of time. We're going to continue the discussion. Here after the top of the hour, we're going to bring in uh, Charlie Hiltunen, who's president of the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, another good friend of mine, talk about ISRPA's reaction to a Republican, Jefferson Shreve, coming out today and really declaring war on the Second Amendment. And, and if you think that's an overstatement, um, after we talk to Charlie, I'm going to go through, I'm going to reach you some quotes from not only Jefferson Shreve, but from his principal strategist, Mark Lubbers, on how they think attacking gun rights, and and this is literally true, attacking gun rights is going to be, quote-unquote, the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. Let that sink in. In the meantime, we'll come back for hour number two here in just a bit. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in central Indiana for The Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7. And welcome back for hour number two of the Gun Guy Show here on 93 WIBC. We're thrilled to have you with us. We're talking about the announced public safety plan from Republican. Now, we're going to have to start putting quotes around Republican. Republican candidate for Indianapolis Mayor Jefferson Shreve came out on Thursday. And um, and I, I, I am as disappointed in this as I could have, I could possibly be. And the reason is because I was all excited about Jefferson Shreve, a guy who, by the way, sold his business apparently last year, uh, a storage company that he built up by all reports. You know, uh, he, he built this business up himself and he deserves credit for that, but sold it last year for a reported $590 million. So just shy of $0.6 billion with a B. So he's got a whole bunch of money. So I was excited about the idea. This guy could run a well-funded campaign. And assuming he has two brain cells to rub together, you'd like to think he could mount a challenge to Joe Hogsett, who I think has been running this city into the ground since he was elected originally. So I was excited about the Jefferson Shreve campaign. (laughs) And it's interesting to me that now... Uh, Jefferson Shreve's campaign and I are uh, trading the barbs that we are because uh, I'm clearly going after them and they've decided to come after me. All right, so be it. I'll talk more about that in a bit. But but for perhaps a calmer, cooler <laughs> reaction to all of this, I want to bring in a good friend of mine uh, for a lot of years, uh, Charlie Hiltoon. And Charlie's the president of the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. But Charlie's been very, very active, uh, very, very active on, in the Indiana political scene for a lot of years. And he's, uh, he's fought for organizations, for instance, like the Boy Scouts of America and several others. And, and when it comes to the Second Amendment, not only is Charlie president of ISRPA, but he, he, he doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. For instance, I've shot a lot of sporting clays with Charlie Hilton, and I've, I've gone shot handguns with Charlie and his kids, 
who are all badass with firearms. Uh, Charlie's uh, literally also a gun guy um, and a great patriot and a good friend of mine. But first of all, Charlie, welcome to the Gun Guy Show. Oh, guy, a great pleasure talking with you today. So, so Charlie, you know, you and I talked just briefly earlier when I invited you on the show, but um, you've been a longtime uh, proponent, not just proponent, but, but you know, warrior for the Second Amendment, uh, as I have been. And when, when, when you not only saw Jefferson Shreve's uh, public safety plan, quote unquote, but when you see his senior advisor, Mark Lubber, saying that Jefferson Shreve's decision to attack the Second Amendment, to turn his back on the Second Amendment, to attack the Second Amendment rights of, of individuals in this country, is, quote, the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. That's a quote from Mark Lubbers, and uh, the link is to this, uh, this blog called Importantville, where both Shreve and his advisor gave uh, a, a pretty significant interview. When you, when you see that, and you see that public safety plan, and as a longtime Republican, longtime conservative, what's your reaction? Yeah, I tell you, I'm completely befuddled. You know, first and foremost, I am a resident of Indianapolis, and we live in close proximity to Broad Ripple, and we're concerned about public safety and the, you know, the wave of violence that's going out there. But, you know, the Second Amendment and public safety are not mutually exclusive. Right. And I find it ironic that, that this, these campaigns have made gun control their solution to the Indianapolis problem. You know, first and foremost, we have a mayor that and a city council that have pushed measures that they have no control over and are unenforceable. There right. are so many things that they can be doing. You know, I have a friend that just got assaulted in Broad Ripple in front of two police officers. The police officers said they can't do anything because they would have to personally bring the, you know, the the perpetrator downtown and get off the streets. Police officers' hands are tied. Those are the things they can work on. And and so they're making, you know, there's so many things that they can be doing to address violence, but instead, you know, are focusing on things they have absolutely no control over. And then on the other side, you've got this recent announcement. You know, I tell, that's not a gun control issue. That's a truth and advertising issue. You know, you have somebody who ran for Indiana Senate that filled out a questionnaire and pledged their allegiance to the Second Amendment and said how much he's, you know, a pro-gun guy. And not more than two weeks ago, talked to a former city councilor who was the chairman of the um, City Council Public Safety Committee and told him he was pro-gun and he wouldn't do anything against the Second Amendment unless he talked to him. And then he turns right around and comes up not only with something that is, you know, it's just offensive, but it just it, it just doesn't make sense in in addressing Indianapolis's violence problem. So I think uh, it's not a it's not a gun issue. It's an integrity issue. You know, I have a real issue with somebody out there that, you know, beats his chest for one issue and then, you know, sticks his finger up in the air and then all of a sudden decides for political expediency he's going to switch sides. Uh, it is befuddling to me. Well, that is such an important point, and, you know, because building public trust has to be a, a huge priority for any candidate for public office. And, and just to... to 
uh, go into a little more detail. You know, when when candidates run for office like Jefferson Shreve did for Indiana Senate in 2016, the NRA sends them a questionnaire. And it's not uh, just, do you support the Second Amendment? And I know you weren't suggesting that's all it was, Charlie. I'm not, this isn't directed oh, yeah. at you. I'm just explaining to our audience. Um, it's very detailed. Um, it, it talks about things like constitutional carry. It talks about things like uh, so-called assault weapons. Uh, it talks about um, a lot of different two-way issues that are going to come up uh, in legislatures across the country, including here in Indiana. And the, the candidate fills that out, and they send it back to the NRA. And on that basis, if they haven't held public office before, they, they based on their questionnaire alone, the NRA will give them a rating. And the NRA gave Shreve in 2016 the rating of AQ. And what AQ means is, well, he gets an A based on his answers, but he doesn't have a voting record, so we have to qualify it. And, 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 and that makes all the sense in the world. So what this guy did to earn that A rating, qualified, since he didn't actually vote on anything, and, and oh, by the way, wh- why do we do that? Why, why does the NRA do that? Because until you actually vote and take a position on issues, we're not going to give you full credit, so we're going to qualify that A grade. Well, God knows that, deser- that was deserving when it comes to Jefferson Shreve, because he just, whatever he said, we know generally what he said to, to earn that A rating. Whatever he said on there, he's completely turned his back on. How do you possibly trust this guy in office when he's that two-faced? You can't, especially on an issue that is so important, uh, you know, to the Republican Party and to conservatives. And basically, you know, I just think of a quote by Teddy Roosevelt, you know, you know, and to paraphrase, it says he's got the the uh, backbone of a chocolate eclair. You know, if you're <laughs> if you don't stand for your principles, what are you going to stand for? And like I said, the issue isn't mutually exclusive. There are ways to handle the violence issue in a way that protects our rights. Because, you know, quite frankly, when I saw the, you know, the proposals uh, adopted by not only the mayor, but the Democrat city council, basically they said, hey, criminals, we've already given you a get out of jail free. Now, guess what? We're going to disarm everyone else so you can not worry about going after them. And then You've got a Republican out there going, oh, my gosh, uh, maybe public opinion is going this way. I better just drop my principles and go along for the ride, you know. (laughs) Exactly. And that somehow is going to promote, quote, unquote, public safety. It makes no sense to me. Well, listen, last question, Charlie. And listen, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on here because, again, you and I go way back. But you're not just involved uh, on the legislative side, although you're always there, man. You were right there. The, uh, you and me, ISRPA, the 2A project, we were shoulder to shoulder fighting for constitutional carry. And we go way back. Not just that, but a lot of other fights in the General Assembly. It was, it was typically on, you know, there for a lot of years, by the way, we'd go into a, a, a committee hearing. And it'd be the local NRA guy, our local guy here recently, uh, John Weber, does a great job. And before that, uh, Dr. Chris Kapaki, who's a rock star. But in a lot of these, there'd be a complete hearing room full of people, a lot of them with their red T-shirts on, say, Moms Demand Action. And then they're, they're in there booing and cheering and hissing and doing whatever they're doing, you know, it, it, on gun issues when they, these it bills, different bills came up over the years. And then it'd be you and me. And the local NRA guy, 
and that's it. We we were pretty much in there towing the line, <laughs> fighting for two A rights in Indiana, and so you and I have that history. Uh, but 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 you also though have been involved in campaigns, and you've also oh, yeah. been involved in working with candidates, uh, conservative candidates, uh, to to get them elected. Let me ask you this question, and I I ran this through with Abdul. And uh, and our listeners heard that 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 interview. Listen, I love Abdul with all my heart, but he also has political aspirations, and he has to be a lot more political and reserved <laughs> than I certainly do. Uh, but I asked him this question, and, and and let me as somebody who's a longtime participant in Indiana politics, how do you how do you devise a winning strategy as a Republican in Marion County to collect? Whatever number of votes you need to win the the election as as mayor of Indianapolis, how do you get enough votes by simply mirroring the exact same gun control proposals that your opponent has already put out there, and at the same time completely alienating, in fact, angering a very significant portion of your base, which based on most numbers in Marion County is only about 40% to begin with. So let's say you lose 10% if you, or, 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 or 20. How, how, and again, we've got these, these, these people advising Jefferson Shreve on these issues. How do they do the math and come up with a theory that that's a winning strategy? It, that's the other part that befuddles me. And, you know, I've been involved in politics for over 40 years and been involved in a lot of things. And, and the one thing when I talk to Republican leaders and and I should differentiate, differentiate the Republican leaders, there are there are a lot of Republican leaders out there. or There are some that are weak kneed and said, oh, my gosh, there's no way we're going to win this race unless we abdicate on this issue. And you know what? You never abdicate on a key principle or a key foundation for, you know, for the reason you're a Republican. And I did tell him, I said, you can win. I said, I've been part of a winning campaign. You know, uh, an important issue uh, several years back was property taxes. And that really affected our citizenry. The Republican Party at that time told me when I was on the GERFCO board, there's no way Greg Ballard can win. And um, we're going to go concentrate on the city council. But we put together a ragtag bunch of of uh, folks, and at that time we called it the Tea Party, not the Tea Party we know today, but we created this Tea Party, and we won. Election night, we knew he was going to win, and I can tell you, the party was surprised, and we knew how to win because it was important to all voters of Marion County. We have the same thing now with public safety. It's in the minds and the front of the minds of both Republicans and Democrats. And we have the keys to hit it head on. The mayor is dodging the bullet by proposing something he has absolutely no power of. Then we have a weak-kneed Republican who is willing to sacrifice his word and his integrity for the sake of possibly winning an election when we have some positive things that we can do. So we need to... we need to rally Republicans and Democrats together to go after this public safety issue in a rational way. And I say rational, I don't say common sense, because when we hear these common sense uh, uh, sure. solutions, they have absolutely nothing to do with common sense. They Matter don't. Fact, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't. So, yeah. So uh, we need to focus on public safety. But like I said, I don't know what we do if two candidates here that um, – 
they're basically supporting the exact same thing. Now, to me, you know, I look at it and see who's the biggest danger to me. And, you know, to quote General Patton, I'd rather have a division of Germans in front of me than the French behind me. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a really good point. And, Charlie, we need to wrap this up. I'm sorry, buddy, we went long. But, but that is such a, an incredibly important point, and I'm going to revisit that point here uh, for the remainder of the show. But, but Charlie Hilton, president of Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, longtime uh, conservative uh, and patriot here in Indiana and a great, great friend of mine and shooting buddy. Uh, Charlie, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the Gun Guy Show. Oh, thank you, Guy. Have a great evening. You too, sir. All <laughs> right, we're going to wrap this up. We'll come back for a short segment before the bottom of the hour. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. We're glad you're with us. And listen, I'm obviously taking a lot of time to discuss this issue, but I I really don't think um, there could be uh, anything more important, even if you don't live in Marion County. I don't live in Marion County. I live in Boone County. Yeah, heads up to the Shreve campaign. Uh, some things you want to put out there about me are completely inaccurate, that I live in a gated community in Carmel. Oh, I don't live in a gated community. I lived in the same house that I built in 1999 for probably less money than Jefferson Shreve's garage cost. And it's in Zionsville, and it's sure as hell not in a gated community. And this, this, this is from people whose candidate just sold a business for $590 million. They're talking about me living in a gated community, which isn't even accurate. Now, and I'll go through that quote here in a minute so you'll understand what I'm talking about. But, but it's, it's so much more important than just Marion County. And Charlie Hiltunen, president of ISRPA. And, you know, when I talk about Charlie being president of ISRPA, Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, that really, I mean, that, he, he, he is that, he does that, he does a great job. But he, that's such a disservice to him because he does so much more. This guy's been so active in Indiana politics and fighting for conservative principles in Indiana for such a long time. Again, lobbying in the General Assembly for the Boy Scouts of America. I mean, and he's just, he's a, he's, he's, it's an overused term, but he's a great American. But, you know, talking to Charlie, I mean, this is a matter of, of, of election integrity as much as anything. And, and to some degree, as put out there, by the Shreve campaign. And I don't want to give them too much credit in terms of these people here in Marion County who are going to get their butts waxed in this, ele- in this election by Joe Hogsett, as disappointing as it is for me to say. I don't give them too much credit for influence. But I want to revisit what we're talking about here. Because this guy not only came out with this so-called public safety plan, but then they gave an interview, and this link, it's behind a, a paywall. So I had to start a, a free seven-day trial, otherwise cost me five bucks a month. But, but based on people's reports, I really wanted to read this article. So I went, and I went ahead and threw out the credit card number to get past the paywall. And to read this article, it's on a, it's on a, a blog, I guess, importantville.substack.com. And you can find the link on my Twitter at Guy Relford. Give me a follow on there. I'm trying to build 
my Twitter following or, or on my Facebook at Guy Relford. But um, it's an article, and, and the, the title is Jefferson Shreve's Sister Soldier Moment on Guns. And I saw Sister Soldier Moment. And, you know, I, I've been around a long time. I'm an old guy, and I had a vague recollection of Sister Soldier being a, a hip-hop artist and, and being politically involved, but I didn't understand what the reference to a Sister Soldier Moment was. And this is a quote that actually comes from the Shreve campaign. And what they're talking about is during the Bill Clinton candidacy for president, apparently this sister soldier had come out with some things that, that, that put her, even in the Democrat Party, as being sort of on the fringe on, on race issues. And, and there's... And the, and, the, and the idea behind a quote-unquote sister-soldier moment is that candidates may be afraid to disassociate themselves or to take a hostile position or adversary position with, with components of their own party because they can lose followings within their own party. But Bill Clinton talked about the need to have his sister-soldier moment, which was to refute these extremist views of this this lady who had gone out publicly and said things that Bill Clinton wanted to remove himself from, disassociate himself from. And, and obviously that was successful, seeing how he won the election. So when the, when the Jefferson Shreve campaign talks about having their sister soldier moment, they're talking about disassociating themselves as a Republican candidate from what they consider to be extreme, or better word, extremist, views within their party, the Republican Party. And the exact quote, and I mentioned this before, but in talking about how this sister-soldier moment, and this isn't just for the Shreve campaign, this is according to them for the Republican Party. Their sister soldier moment by refuting the Second Amendment, by refuting the law-abiding citizens' ability to possess firearms, including those firearms protected by the Second Amendment, according to the Supreme Court of the United States, in controlling precedent that exists today, this is an exact quote from this Importantville article, and I really commend this to your reading. You really, you really need to read this. This is an exact quote. This is the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. So what this idiot is saying is that support of the Second Amendment, which has always been so foundational, is this an extremist? This is foundational conservative principles and Republican candidates and has been for generations. That the repudiation of Second Amendment principles and the protection of the right to keep and bear arms in the United States is the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. Consider that. And I got to tell you, do I want Joe Hogsett to win the election for mayor of Indianapolis? Well, of course not. But frankly, 
he was probably always going to win to begin with. You know what's a bigger threat? Much bigger threat. Someone who doesn't have the integrity to stick by the principles that they specifically pledge themselves to when they fill out a questionnaire on their views on the Second Amendment. Someone who exactly as Charlie Hill Tunin said, puts her finger in the air to see which way the political wind's blowing, in this case in Marion County, to repudiate everything they've stood for, what everything they committed to. But then to turn around and make the incredible statement, you talk about extremists, that supported the Second Amendment. Supported the Second Amendment is a concept that ought to be rejected so as to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party. This guy wins this election. It's just Marion County. You talk about a foothold of that concept? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. And as much as I can't stand Joe Hogsett, and you've heard me talk about it over and over and over here, on Hammer and Nigel, over and over and over again, I'll take Joe Hogsett every day and twice on Sunday. And you know what? It disturbs me to say this. And the Hogsett campaign's high-fiving right now, going, wow, we even got Guy Relford saying he supports us. That's because of the idiocy of Mark Lubber's advisor to Jefferson Shreve and Jefferson Shreve himself and the fact that they've put us in this position as conservative voters in this state. And I'll talk more about this when we come back, but I am hot, I'm upset. These people need to just go away and be as irrelevant politically as they deserve to be. Right now we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in Central Indiana for The Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. So obviously I've had rather unkind things to say. I think very deservedly so for uh, Indianapolis mayoral candidate Jefferson Shreve and uh, his chief strategist, a guy named Mark Lubbers. Well, I got to tell you, part of that, I have to say, comes from some quotes in this article I've alluded to a couple of times. It's in this, it's on this blog called Importantville. And again, I'll put the links on my social media. But if you go to importantville.substack.com, and I don't know if Substack is a is a blogging site, perhaps. I, 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 I for, forgive me, but I, I'm not sure what exactly it is. But obviously, um, they have some credibility because both Jefferson Shreve and and his principal strategist, this Mark Lubbers, uh, were interviewed fairly extensively. There's a lot of quotes from them, and part of the article from Importantville. Uh, refers to me. It says, Guy Relford, the prominent Carmel-based Second Amendment attorney and conservative radio personality, tweeted that Shreve's campaign was, quote, DOA before it ever got started, and added WTF, I'll let you fill in what that acronym means, are they thinking? WTF, are they thinking? Question mark, end of quote. And then it says, later... 
WIBC 93.1 shock jock Jason Hammer said Shreve, quote, lost today, end quote. Not sure that I would agree that Jason, I don't, I don't know, Carl, you think you think Jason Hammer is a shock jock? There's nothing shocking about being normal. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. I don't think you can have a shock jock over regular on-air radio monitored by the by the by the the FCC. Uh, but okay, well you know whatever. Jason obviously uh, and his his partner uh, Nigel have uh, uh, the number one afternoon drive time show in Indianapolis and just got rated the number one uh, uh, intermediate market afternoon drive time show in America. So they're doing something right. So I don't know. Maybe he's a shock jock. I don't know. But anyway, I just said, you know, what the heck are they thinking to paraphrase and the campaign is DOA before it ever got started, which is exactly what I tweeted on Thursday after this idiot announcement came out. And then, then it says Lubbers, who's the strategist for the Shreve campaign, Lubbers took exception to Relford's remarks. Quote, Relford and his ilk preach their gun religion from the gated communities in Carmel, he said. They can have whatever gun laws they want. Let us have the ones we need. End quote. Mark Lubbers, principal strategist for Jefferson Shreve. So let's break this down. Relford and his ilk. I don't, I don't use the word ilk a lot. Uh, and, you know, it, it seems to have somewhat of a negative connotation, but I think that's just because people usually are criticizing someone when they use it. It just means other similar people. Okay, I'm, all right. But then look at this. Preach their gun religion. This is from an advisor to a Republican candidate. I'm a proponent for Second Amendment rights. That's what I've been doing for a long damn time. I'm a proponent for Second Amendment rights, and they're calling that the gun religion. That's a way to demean the message that I deliver, including here on the radio. Who does that sound like? Gun religion. Does that sound like Republican? If you support your family's ability to keep and bear arms, is guaranteed by the Second Amendment. If, if, if you were one of the founders who wrote the Second Amendment, if you're someone who values your ability to defend yourself and your family, are you preaching gun religion? That's what this guy said about me. Gun religion. How demeaning is that? And by the way, I'm a Christian. I have one religion. You see me in church. I'm not talking about guns. I have one religion. Don't tell me what my religion is, you idiot. from the gated communities in Carmel. Well, my office is in right downtown Carmel. There's no gate. Lord knows, sometimes when people wander in off Range Line or Main Street and walk in and say, hey, do you handle divorces? <laughs> I kind of wish I had a gate, but I sure as hell don't. I got a one-room, first-floor office in Carmel. I live in Zionsville in a house I'm sure wouldn't fit in Jefferson Shreve's garage. By the way, guy called me talking about this article today and says Mark Lubbers, the guy who was quoted as saying that, lives in Meridian Kessler. Meridian Kessler. That's probably the most expensive neighborhood in Marion County. And I'm living in 
my little old house that I built in 1999 and lived in ever since. Now, I like my house, don't get me wrong, but I sure as hell aren't not in a gated community. And, and, and how ridiculous that a Republican and a conservative is, the sinking, is sinking to those depths to try to distract from what they're really doing here, which is having a candidate completely back up from pledges they've already made to support gun rights in the Second Amendment. They're, they're, they're turning their back on their own principles that they espoused and they used to get a particular rating from the NRA. They're turning their back on conservative principles and as, as subterfuge for having done that, they're going to launch into personal attacks against someone who doesn't like it? Okay. But I'll say it again before we go into this break, and we're going to have a very short segment when we come back to wrap up. If these people think this is the beginning of the revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party by turning your back on Second Amendment principles, oh, hell no. If I'm going to talk about a revolution to return common sense and courage to the soul of the Republican Party, I'm going to talk about doing away with rhinos and people that turn their backs on conservative principles and having the courage to stand up for, for, for traditional conservative principles that are the foundation of the Republican Party. You people aren't the return of common sense and courage. You people are the cowards that are turning your back on Republican principles for the sake of winning a few votes in Marion County. And let me tell you right now, you're getting your asses kicked and kicked hard because we see who you are. We see who you are, Jefferson Shreve, and you're a bigger danger than Joe Hogsett, as terrible as it makes me say, as it makes me feel to say that. We're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford. We've got a real short segment here to wrap things up. But you know what I said right before that break? I mean, it may sound overly vitriolic, may sound like hyperbole, but let me tell you how serious I am about that comment. A Republican, and put quotes around Jefferson Shreve whenever you, whenever you, you type Jefferson Shreve, put quotes around Republican. Use air quotes if you're talking about him. Because the guy's completely turned his back on Republican principles when it comes to the Second Amendment anyway. Notwithstanding the fact that he filled out a questionnaire saying he supported those exact principles. So you can't trust the guy. If you can't trust him on this, obviously you can't trust him on anything else as well. Is that who you want to elect? Of course not. But but what probably sounds like hyperbole is that I'll take Joe Hogsett any day over this guy as much as I can't stand Joe Hogsett is because clearly this guy's more dishonest. He's more duplicitous. He'll stick his finger in the air and he'll say whatever he feels like he needs to say. But secondly, he thinks that he has the ability to actually start a revolution of the Republican Party to turn its back on Second Amendment principles. Think about that. Think about what that means going forward. Think about what that means going forward. This is serious, and this guy, as a political candidate, needs to just go away. This is Guy Relford, Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC. 
Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. We appreciate it. But make sure you join us live at WIBC.com to stream or at 93.1 FM in central Indiana for The Gun Guy Show every Saturday, 5 to 7.